welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shoutouts, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Welcome back to Fracture Line, everybody. Sorry I missed last week and Zach had to trash talk me with a 25% infection rate. Let me just clear that air up real quick. I don't have a 25% infection rate. It's not a point over 12. It's not a point, <laughs> not a point over 12, everybody. But anyways, we're excited to have on uh, Dr. Carl Hansen. So we've mentioned Dr. Hansen on the pod a couple of times. You might have heard is that he's kind of been in the background. Actually, the last three episodes, he's edited himself, which has been great. I kind of let him run with it, and he's been doing a really good job. So thank you, Carl, for your time and efforts. You're learning quickly, and you picked it up great. And we wanted to dedicate some time to have you get to know the show and get to tell people your story. So just like everyone, you're the guest host today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background and what you're doing right now? Alrighty. So my name is Carl Hansen. I am an intern at Berkshire Medical Center, actually right there with Dr. Chris Gow. We met during my interview. So this has been a little bit over a year of knowing at least him. And then I'm new to the whole CWIS family, but trying to jump in with both feet. I'm originally from Maine to Bangor. Originally went to college in Western Mass at UMass and then moved upstate New York, worked in an ICU for a few years before I went to medical school and medical school for me was back in Maine again. It's the sort of thing where I walked on campus in a suit and Birkenstocks and I just felt at home. So that's where I spent the next four years of my life. During my third year, I was at Berkshire Medical Center and spent a month on surgery and fell in love. So I decided to go for surgery. And since then, it's just sort of been full steam ahead. Now, Carl, what are you thinking you want to do? You're going to do trauma critical care and ribs, right? Absolutely. 100%. I actually spent a lot of time in my fourth year of medical school doing trauma rotations. It just happened to be the things that came my way. I spent a month up in Maine, spent a month down in DC, spent a month over in Albany. So I, I tried to get to as many different places as I could, see as many different things as I could. But trauma critical care certainly has me coming back for more. We do a lot of traumas at the hospital itself. And I think I was in my first trauma day one and was given opportunities to try my hand at certain aspects of the trauma evaluation day two. So it's been a great time. Now, Dr. Hanson, let's just clarify. Were you given those opportunities because Dr. Crisco trusted your clinical abilities or because he didn't want to do it himself? <laughs> exactly. Excellent question. Sarah Ann, you are going to get me in so much trouble. Exactly. Um, I think the idea is give us as much opportunity to see it for ourselves and just try to build confidence. If that means that Dr. Crisco can watch from the hallway, that's great. If that means that he's there hand over hand doing a femoral approach cordis, great, wonderful. But yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I'm not really looking around too much during the trauma. I'm sort of all, all eyes, so he could be right behind I me. I feel pretty confident know. he's like FaceTiming in from the slopes. And he's like, yeah, no, that's how I do it. Just keep doing it just like that. Do you feel that Dr. Chris Gow is a good mentor or a <laughs> less than good mentor? <laughs> I like this. This is real time, you know, performance in practice. <laughs> I am getting cornered. Thankfully, I get to edit all of this. Anyways. Uh, you're damn right you're editing your own yeah, podcast. I'm not editing this. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. 
I think the hope is that as a resident coming in, it's scary to be a medical student. It is even scarier when those decisions start being decisions that I'm making now as a baby doctor, so to speak. And you want somebody who is not going to necessarily hold your hand, but they're they're going to give you enough of a leash to sort of hang yourself, you know, figure things out. Well, yeah, hopefully not that much. <laughs> I got to have someone to blame for my 12%. For my 12% infection rates. 25, come on, let's get it. Well, with the mustache gone, hopefully it's like zero. I think that that's what I would be looking for. That is what I was looking for, is somebody who gives me feedback. And I have some people like that, but obviously having joined this podcast, there's one person who stands out in that regard, giving me opportunity to succeed at certain points or fail a little bit. First time I edited this, there were a lot of things to do. Maybe there still are a lot of things to do. And Dr. Chris, I was just being kind, but it's been helpful. This, I think, is a good way to get oriented with what the future is going to look like, how people communicate across different hospital systems, across the country, across the world. How do you get to be expert status of editing Fracture Line? I say so. <laughs> yeah, I would say there's no small amount of perfectionism that plays a part. Like, I definitely sit there and try to figure out how can I edit it just to make it sound a little bit better. Take away the magic that it doesn't just come together. No, no, no. Again, Sarah and I can edit all this out. I can edit all I'll this out. I'll tell you one thing. It does not just come together. Between Tom's stutter, there's a big stutter. Tom has a stutter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and Dr. K always showing up late, which means the tracks don't line up. So then you're oh trying to gosh. cut and splice things into weird positions and Sarah Ann mics never work and she's always chewing in the microphone I'm not chewing I don't have anything in my mouth anyways Carl thanks for what you're doing you're doing a great job and I think it's the first step of Thank you. What, what is Fracture Line going to look like in coming years? I mean, it's not going to be me doing it forever and going to move on to the, the next person and the next person. I think it's, it's the first and step. And all the listeners are somewhere like yeah. swiping sweat off the brow going like, phew, these bozos are going to get off here one of these days. We're going to find another <laughs> Thank God. I, I'm sure I missed this, but how did Mark convince you to do this? Carl's a go-getter. I mean, he came in my office when he first started residency and said, I want to do research. I want to get involved. How can I help? And I said, well, you know, why don't you join CWIS and we can talk about it. And he did ask. I didn't tell him to do it. I tell residents to do a lot of dumb stuff, but Carl asked to do this one. I was reading over the list of things that we have for our uh, mission statement and our vision. And the one thing I noticed is not there is the term voluntold. That's an excellent point. And it's a very important part of CWIS, Tom White's voluntold. Yeah, that should be in the bylaws. Adam's right. Yeah, the majority of people were voluntold. I don't know if Tom wants to comment on that. It's a long-held tradition here at CWIS, <laughs> the concept of being voluntold. It's very effective. Well, guys, what else we want to talk about? Sarah, do you have updates? Well, first, I'd like to know a little bit more. Dr. Hansen, so kidding aside, you're thinking trauma long-term. It is definitely up there. Much like last week, I have certainly started to cross a few things off, but I really haven't ruled anything in super high, except for trauma. I don't know. I, there's something about it, and I haven't quite been able to put my finger on it, but I just like it. I gravitate towards it. Whether or not that's what I end up doing, I'm not sure, but I certainly think that anything I take from trauma is going to drive my practice in the future a lot. Well, with this many quality mentors, it's understandable you'd feel that way. I mean, pretty much. I mean, Chris go aside, but the others, yeah. you know? Yeah. Jesus. 
So Carl, when I was in training, we didn't wear Birkenstocks and we wore a shirt and a tie to clinic and to rounds every day with a white coat. And the one thing we could get away with is we could wear white pants. The hospital issued us some white trousers to wear. That was a carryover from the old house staff days. But other than that, we uh, there was no facial hair. It was very much like the Yankees. And I'm not saying that was good. I'm just saying it's a new day and it's refreshing. I'm just making an observation, not trying to pass any sort of judgment. Why are you guys all cringing? Are you not not sure where this is going or what? I'm not cringing at all. I'm just thinking about Aaron Judge's so nine-year contract for $360 million. <laughs> I, That's all I'm thinking about. My mind is now on baseball. You mentioned the Y word, and now I'm, I'm off to that point. So, Tom, do you miss those days? No, I don't, actually. There's a nostalgia for them because it was an important time of my life, and I worked hard to be a surgery resident. I took pride in it, but it wasn't about the appearance or the costume or the uniform and that stuff. It was, you felt like part of a sports team. You know, there was a camaraderie sort of thing, and I really think the diversity of house staff now is very refreshing, and I hear from my non-surgeon colleagues about quality of medical students and house staff and how they aren't what they used to be or whatever, but that's just not true in surgery. You guys may look a little different than we used to look, but you're every bit as smart, and you're every bit as hardworking, and I commend you for it. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. Tom, thank you. I'm, I'm impressed that you were able to find a suit and a tie during the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. Oh, man. Wow. That was good. That didn't even cross my mind, actually. Yeah, I think you hit on something very important there, Dr. White. I Thank you. When I was going through the process of flying to residency, I reached out to the mentor through my school, and he is a gentleman who is probably much like Old. yourself, trained during... I didn't say old. I just said maybe trained at a different point in time. And he hadn't seen me in like a year and a half. And he said, I think you're going to be great as long as, you know, he didn't know what I looked like. He just said, you know, as long as you don't have long hair and you don't have any facial hair, like just keep it nice and clean and cut. And I had hair to my shoulders at that point. So I went through a very quick haircut after that discussion. And you know what? It worked out for me. Honestly, there is a certain part of this that is playing the game. I am now growing my hair back it's not quite at the length that it was before, but I try to donate it at least. That seems to make people happy when they ask me, like, you look like a bum. Why do you look like that? <laughs> Absolutely, because then when you're like, I'm growing my hair for kids with cancer, okay, then they end up feeling like a big jerk. And you're like, fine. <laughs> you don't hear that kind of thing from trauma patients very often because the last thing they care about is what you look like. It's really true. Yeah. They care that you care about them and that you listen to them. And yeah, that's what's important. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You guys got a meeting to get to. Sarah Ann, you got updates for us? I sure do. You guys, we have great things coming up, actually. So we have Journal Club on Wednesday, December 14th, and that is going to be put on by one of our CWIS members discussing one of their publications that just recently came out. I believe it's an injury, but my brain is, is a little confused today because I was thinking about next month. So anyway. Yeah, I think that's right. Wednesday the 14th at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. The newsletter will be out today, so you'll be able to sign up for that. Then the next Wednesday, on Wednesday, December 21st, we have a webinar that's actually kind of a discussion slash webinar describing two new slash revamped products that we're going to have at the summit. So one of them is our Summit Cine session, where we're going to have short videos, uh, approximately five minutes or less, about particular 
things you do within the procedure. So short clips, and we want everyone to be on the same page about the types of videos you should be submitting, when they need to be in by, you know, there are a lot of different details associated with that and some examples of what those could look like. So that is Wednesday, December 21st. It will also be at two o'clock mountain. If you miss that, that will be recorded. And then we're also gonna talk about posters in that one because we're changing the way we're doing posters this year. So if you are interested in the Sydney session or the poster session, or you just want to come hang out because CBS is always a good time. Then Wednesday, December 21st at 2 p.m. Mountain. And then on Wednesday, December 28th at 1 o'clock Mountain, we will have case review. So there are, and we still have one spot open for case review. So if you have a case in, in mind, it could be dramatic or it could be very bread and butter. We, we like them all. So and we have a fun promotion running right now if you are a trainee med student resident or fellow and you present in any of the upcoming case reviews december january february or march you win a free CWIS t-shirt so this is your chance dr hansen hey what about a case that we didn't do and the patient did poorly would that be interesting to the membership yes our mission statement is actually improving operative and non-operative care right but the non-operative care didn't work out so well Right. That's how case review works. Sometimes it's an example. That's more educational. If you're short a case, let me know. I have one. I do. I know you're busy that day, but if you can find someone else to present it. No, nah, I, I want to be the one to present it. So I'll, I'll wait. Okay. Then you're in January. But if anyone else has a trainee that wants to present, this is your chance for one of the awesome CWIS t-shirts. Carl, you could present our 92 year old, but I don't know. If, let's see what she does so far. See if she does. Okay. He's only day one. I'm your guy. Okay. Let's move on to a final stitch. Who wants to go first? I want to go. This week is Spirit Week in my kid's school, so every day has been a different, you know, genre of something. And I thought it was very funny. I thought you guys would appreciate it. So today is Retro Day for my kids. Are they wearing clothes that you wore in high school? Because that's always humbling. No, no, no. So my five-year-old, he told me he has to wear something from a different decade. He put on a dinosaur outfit. <laughs> a different decade. It's, you know, way back when. Yeah. yeah. It's hilarious. He left the car today with a little tail hanging back and forth, wagging in the back. Oh it was my just, gosh. So, That's that was my, was my retro. So kudos to Avery. Avery is a great kid. I do like this. <laughs> Carl, what do you got for us? What's on your mind? This is week two in a row that I've been able to say something. So that's nice. I always appreciate that ability. Anyways, won't question it is what it is. But as an intern, I take the little wins here and there. So today I did my first paracentesis, lightly guided, but I'll take it, you know, a pretty routine procedure. But I think every time that we do something like that, you get a little bit more confidence, you get a little bit farther along. And, and I think confidence is a big piece of the beginning of residency, at least just getting used to things. Strong work. Way to go. Zach, you got anything on your mind? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, this is a continuation of my final stitch from last week. I think I owe our uh, Dutch colleagues an apology. We lost. Yeah. A hard-fought battle. But good luck. This Friday, they're playing. This coming Friday. Should be a good game. I'm going to be rooting for you guys to pull it through. So go Dutch. Go Dutch. That's a different meaning. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the dinosaur days, go Dutch means we went on a date. It means you each paid for your own meal. That's go Dutch. Sarah Ann, you got one? I am neck deep planning the East reception. And I will tell you what, it has been not an easy task. So when we all see one another in Orlando for the East reception, we're going to have to, you know, raise a glass to say, we're just glad we're here because 
It turns out that not everywhere is open yet in the general vicinity nearby where the meeting is being held. There are only a couple restaurants that are open. The few that are open are prohibitively expensive and it is just causing some heartburn. So I just hope we get a visit from Donald, Mickey, Minnie. And goofy. I'll do what I can on the character visits. Yes. I'll, I'll see if we can have just a character pop in for the receptions. If you can, you know, do shots with Donald Duck or something. I don't know. That'd but, be uh, yeah, that would that would make the whole rather than like, you know, donkey shots, donkey tequila shots, you know, Donald Duck tequila shots or something. I, I don't know. But man, this place is not inexpensive. So when I see you all there, be certain that it was planned with care wherever we end up. If we end up with just like handing out Twizzlers on the front doorstep and, and everyone gets to pull one from the bag, consider that a gift because this is a little tricky this time. You got one, Tom? Yeah, it's not good though. I'm back to my dour, forlorn final stitches. Haiti. Some of you know this, but I've spent many months there over the last decade and can't go there any longer because of the turmoil and it's it's chaos. It's carnage it's mayhem and it's extremely unfortunate and makes me very sad and so it's hard hard for me to get that off my mind there's a podcast that came out today can we put that in the show notes the link to that i'll send it to you guys if anybody wants to learn a little bit more about what what it's like on the ground over there right now take a listen to this but have a box of tissues with you that's sad thanks great seeing everybody yeah it's great to see you guys my final stitch is really that actually i didn't get to see you guys for like a couple of weeks and i just missed you regardless of if you're trash talking while i was gone so you know i did miss my seatless family good to see you guys mark when we stop talking about you that's when you should get worried <laughs> okay yeah if you miss a week and nobody notices that's the sure sign that you're being cut out <laughs> sounds good guys have fun in your meetings tom i'll post that for you it's good to see you all okay thanks carl great having you see everybody thanks for having me